Velkommen til Rockwool-fondens podcast. Denne podcast er på engelsk. The upbringing and development of refugee children and adolescents are strongly influenced by the neighborhoods in which they grow up and live. New studies from the Rockwell Foundation show that coming from challenged areas in cities have a significant effect on refugee children and adolescents' probability and risks of turning to crime. This leads to several related effects for young people. Joining me in the podcast studio today is Mr. Christian Dustmann. He's the director of the newly launched Rockwell Foundation Institute in Berlin, which brings together scholars from Germany, Europe and around the world to conduct research at the frontiers of economics and social science. Mr. Dusman is also a professor at the Department of Economics from University College London. Professor Dusman will help us to understand the conclusions of the new study, which was accepted into the Economic Journal earlier this year. Welcome to the Rockwell Foundation podcast. My name is Thomas Medjørgensen, and welcome to you, Professor Dustman. Thank you very much. I'd like to start out by asking you this. How big is the difference in growing up in a challenged neighborhood compared to regions with lesser crime rates? Well, we think about that in terms of what we call standard deviations. So you can think about the distance uh, between, uh, well, a uh, municipality with very low crime rates uh, and very high crime rates uh, to be kind of roughly four standard deviations. Uh, so uh, if we then uh, look at the impact of Uh, a change in uh, a, a crime prevalent in an area uh, by one standard deviation uh, than for young boys who are allocated to an area between the ages of seven uh, and 14, uh, this would increase uh, their crime uh, conviction probability uh, by about uh, 18%. So that's quite a significant effect. Is that only for boys? And how come that, that there may be such a big difference between genders here? Well, so that's a very good question. So, so one of the one of the big, um, uh, well, uh, findings in this literature is uh, actually that that when we look at girls, um, we do actually not find spillover effects in crime. So what uh, what I mean by that is, uh, no matter whether uh, uh, a young a teenage girl or a girl in the age range between 7 and 14 uh, is allocated uh, with their parents to an area with a lot of crime or very little crime, we do not see uh, for girls that that is reflected then uh, in different uh, criminal behavior of the girl. But but uh, talking about the boys here, would you say there's there's quite a, a significant uh, difference here growing up in a in a challenged neighborhood? Your study also investigates how growing up in these areas with many criminal gangs affect the young people's probability of getting into the job market and supporting themselves. According to your study, what are the consequences of consequences of getting placed in challenged locations? Yes. Yeah, so another very good question. So uh, we clearly find. Um, Uh, a strong causal relationship between, uh, well, neighborhood crime uh, and criminal activity of young uh, young men or, or, or late teenage uh, boys. Um, we uh, also find a strong relationship between, uh, well, being allocated to an area with uh, a lot of crime, in particular gang crime, uh, and their later employment probabilities uh, or uh, their success in the labor market which is not so surprising because, well, if you have a criminal conviction, uh, that, of course, uh, will have 
a strong negative effect uh, on uh, your later labor market uh, outcomes, right. like jobs, uh, uh, employment, etc., etc. Turning back to the girls here for a minute, um, we've talked about the effects of growing up among criminal gangs for boys and young men. But your study also shows quite a significant consequence for the young women. What does your study show? Yeah, so that, that is again a very good question. So, so one 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 of the um, uh, potential uh, effects on uh, girls, as I as I said earlier, we 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 do not find uh, that uh, we have a crime spillover for girls. Um, well, I should say, um, kind of as a footnote, uh, usually the crime rates for females. Uh, in uh, in any data set for any country are far lower than uh, the crime rates uh, for males and uh, Denmark is no exception and the refugee communities in Denmark uh, are no uh, exception neither. So no uh, spillover uh, in terms of crime, of being exposed to more crime during uh, young teenage years for girls. However, what we do find uh, is uh, that for girls, the teenage Um, the teenage pregnancy rate is higher for girls who are uh, allocated to areas with higher gang crime. And how could that be? Well, um, it it is uh, if you if if we look at the sociology literature and the criminology literature, um, uh, there is um, a lot of talk uh, about girls being engaged in gangs in a slightly different way. Um, uh, they. Um, Uh, uh, may not engage in criminal activities, but in other activities. And in fact, when we look at the uh, at the at the at the fathers of uh, uh, the children born uh, to these uh, teenage uh, girls, they are uh, overproportionately uh, themselves convicted uh, for gang crime activities. So it may well be uh, that uh, engagement with uh, criminals, uh, with gang members, uh, for girls. Uh, kind of results in teenage pregnancy, which of course is uh, concerning. Yeah, what could be the consequences of that? I mean, both the the teenage moms and and the and and their their their, their children. What could, but what could be the consequences for them? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, first of all, uh, to have a to have a, a father who is engaged in criminal activity uh, is uh, probably very detrimental to to the upbringing of uh, the child. Uh, and then uh, to uh, be a mother in teenage years is preventing young women uh, from acquiring uh, the the education they probably would otherwise uh, acquire uh, it uh, in fact and what we what we see in the data is that the welfare dependence uh, of uh, uh, women uh, or, or let's say uh, yeah young women who are allocated as children to areas with higher crime Weights, in particular gang crime weights, uh, the welfare dependence of those women later on in life is far higher than those who are allocated to areas with low gang crime weights. So that could be sort of an evil circle there. Absolutely. Well, it's hardly surprising that growing up in a bad neighborhood increases the risk of getting caught up in bad company, both for the for the girls and for the boys here. But are you surprised by the finding, Professor Dustman? Well, important is that uh, the effects we are estimating here are causal. Uh, it is um, not very conclusive to find a correlation between uh, the gang crime weight or the crime weight in an area and the criminal activity 
of individuals or teenagers who live in that area. Uh, that could be uh, due to sorting. Individuals select into different areas according to their crime propensity, uh, etc., etc. So what we establish here is a causal effect, a causal effect which basically means that in areas with higher crime rates, the higher gang crime rate causes uh, an increase in the probability that young men uh, who are exposed to higher crime rates Uh, are uh, becoming uh, uh, are more likely to become criminal as well. So that is uh, the first thing which is important. The second thing uh, we do in this study is we distinguish between different types of crime in the area, uh, between uh, crime uh, uh, which could be property crime, uh, other sorts of crime, uh, violent crime, uh, and uh, gang crime, uh, which we measure uh, as a crime conviction where more than one individual is involved in the same criminal activity right. and uh, we choose criminal activities which are usually recognized uh, as being related to gangs. Now, uh, that is, uh, of course, novel. It is not uh, property crime uh, which uh, has this impact, but it is violent crime and in particular crime uh, with uh, a gang dimension which leads to those spillovers we find in this study. And what could be the reasons for that, that it's especially focused on this? Well, I mean, so it's 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 not, I mean, I'm speculating here because we this is not something uh, we can establish in a, in a, in a, in a, in a causal manner. Um, for, for girls, clearly, um, the teenage pregnancy may be a result to get uh, engaged in, uh, in, in, in gangs uh, and uh, to Yeah, then being related to to gang members, uh, and for uh, young boys who, uh, well, uh, the age between seven and fourteen, which is the age range mm. of exposure, we are particularly former are formative years where the environment, uh, what happens in the neighborhood, uh, makes young men uh, very sensitive, uh, and uh, very um, uh, these are dangerous years, so to say, uh, if you. Uh, if you if you are exposed to 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 a to a to a, to a difficult uh, environment to peers uh, who may uh, who may exhibit a criminal behavior and uh, so I don't uh, I, I I I think these are these are basically um, well the reasons for 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 our findings right. Does your findings underline the severity of the effect of creating ghettos in the past here of for generations of children? Yes, um, that's another uh, question which uh, we, we we don't uh, directly access or assess in 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 this study. So the intergenerational aspect, of course, is uh, is very is very important. Uh, what uh, clearly comes out of this study is that that gang crime uh, is one probably the most, according to to our study at least, the, the most important formative neighborhood characteristic which leads to uh, criminal behavior for boys uh, and uh, to teenage pregnancy uh, for girls. It is uh, something uh, which um, is, uh, well, uh, uh, compared to other neighborhood ca- characteristics like like income, like poverty, etc., all aspects which we uh, investigate in this uh, study as well, actually the only marker uh, which really impacts on criminal behavior of young uh, men of 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 boys who are exposed uh, to uh, to such an environment 
Speculating further, has our society failed by creating areas that actually turn young people to crime? So what what Denmark has done is is a policy which uh, which uh, is not is not uh, particular for Denmark. So many other countries uh, have uh, quasi randomly allocated refugees uh, across spatial units uh, like municipalities. And of course, the reason is that you uh, would like to uh, allocate evenly uh, the burden. Uh, of uh, well, um, uh, well, dealing with with the challenges. Uh, these are financial challenges. You have to find housing, etc., etc. Um, however, uh, this study uh, and some some other work uh, we have been doing uh, as well uh, on refugee allocation suggests that this may not be uh, the best way uh, to improve the future uh, of these people. It may be better. Uh, to allocate uh, refugees to areas which uh, offer more economic opportunity. And these are also then areas uh, where crime usually is far less prevalent. Who should especially pay attention to the findings of your study here, Professor Dustman? Well, I mean, the policy conclusions are uh, are pretty clear. Um, gang crime uh, is a very dangerous uh, form uh, of crime, not just uh, because... Uh, um, uh, from the perspective of the victim, uh, but also from the perspective of young men who are exposed to it uh, and may uh, become uh, well, bec- and, and may be therefore more likely uh, to fall uh, to fall uh, into into the criminal trap to become criminals mm-hmm. themselves. Professor Dustmann, immigration is indeed one of the research areas of the newly launched Rockwell Foundation Institute in Berlin, where you serve as the director. Tell me, why has Rockwell Foundation opened up a branch in Berlin? Well, I mean, so so the institute, the Rockwell Foundation um, research unit and uh, intervention unit here in Copenhagen is 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 is, is hugely successful. Uh, has a has a has a huge reputation uh, for excellent. Uh, empirical work, uh, but um, the area of research is is very much confined uh, on on Denmark. Uh, so what the foundation wanted is uh, to reach out uh, to uh, well Europe and maybe globally uh, more generally. Because what happens in Germany, what happens in other countries of the European Union, is uh, absolutely essential for the welfare in Denmark uh, as well. Uh, and I think that was the main reason why, uh, well, uh, Rockwell Foundation, uh, well, thought about uh, founding uh, a second research institute, uh, and the location Berlin uh, was chosen because uh, of the uh, gravity of Germany and Berlin uh, in uh, the entire uh, European uh, process of uh, decision making. What areas of research will you prioritize at the institute in Berlin? Actually, not too dissimilar to the areas which are um, prioritized here. So uh, the institute uh, will be concerned with uh, questions uh, which are relevant for the welfare of society. Um, now, of course, we will be a little bit more global, a little bit more European, a little bit more uh, concentrated uh, on issues which affect Denmark. Uh, well, uh, indirectly by uh, affecting. Uh, the countries Denmark is dealing with, such as Germany uh, and other countries, uh, the research will be focused on, um, 
well, the labor market on uh, applied economic issues uh, in uh, Germany, in Europe, uh, and more globally, uh, such as unemployment, uh, um, uh, health, and how health relates to the labor market, technology, new inventions, uh, gig, the gig economy, new jobs which are created, new occupations which are created. Uh, migration, of course, is a very big issue, uh, and we will uh, put a lot of emphasis on that uh, at the new institute. And how will you be collaborating with the Rockwell Foundation here in Denmark? Well, we are very closely collaborating. There are huge synergetic uh, effects by having uh, a unit in Berlin and having a unit in Copenhagen on many levels. Um, so, for instance, I'm uh, in the Berlin unit, but I'm talking to you uh, here in Copenhagen. Yes. And, of course, we will have a similar exchange the other way uh, around. We will share data, we will share know-how, uh, we will share events, uh, we will share visitors, etc., uh, etc. Uh, et uh, so, there is a lot of uh, fruitful interaction Uh, already taking place, and we will extend that in the future. Now, being the director of the uh, of the Berlin Institute, what are your ambitions for the um, for the Berlin department of uh, Rockwell Foundation? Well, my ambition is to make it uh, very visible, uh, and that can only work by um, by doing research at the highest uh, possible level of quality. Um, uh, that creates credibility among user communities, among politicians, among the media, and that is what I want to achieve. I want that that institute uh, stands out for the excellence uh, of research which is done there, uh, but also for the relevance of research uh, for society, uh, which will uh, be done uh, at Rockwell Foundation Berlin. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you to Professor Christian Dustmann, who's the director of the Rockwell Foundation Berlin and a professor at the UCL. You can read much more about the Rockwell Foundation's research on crime on the Foundation's website. Also, the Rockwell Foundation recently published the book What We Know About Convicts and Their Crimes. This book is in Danish. In the Rockwell Foundation podcasts, I talk to researchers and decision makers about new research and analysis related to welfare. Find them wherever you find your podcasts. My name is Thomas Medjørgensen. Thank you very much for listening.